perfect mess is my perfect mess. part of my life is called clarity <clears throat> I stepped onto the baseball field for the first time this year at the high school and Man, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, this is, I'm sorry for the long pause. There's just so much going through my mind right now. If I were to tell you that there was more to this story than just a high school coaching job, I I would have to tell you so much more in detail as to what that means. And I think I want to save that story till the beginning of uh, of the season. You know, I uh, I wasn't sure what was going to happen today. I wasn't, you know, I was going prepared for anything. I was going to the field prepared because I was told by the coach, the, the coaches there, uh, that they were going to bring me aboard. And I didn't know what, you know, what capacity I was going to be part of the staff. These two guys are teachers. They're much older than me. Very nice guys, but, uh, I wasn't sure. And, uh, to be honest with you, I was preparing myself to be let down because it's just kind of what happens, you know, and but when I got out this morning, I mean, uh, this afternoon from work, I said, you know, I'm prepared for I'm preparing like this is going to happen for sure. And there's not going to be another bump in the road. Remember that the other day was a very good day. And we're going to build on that. So I went into this with a good outlook. And when I showed up, when I showed up today, uh, immediately the head coach was like, Mr. Molina? Yep. And he goes, man, I'm glad to have you here. He goes, uh, all right, I'm glad you're here. And then he he goes, "Give me a minute." And then he's uh he goes, "I'm going to I'm going to talk for a little bit and then I'm going to introduce you and then I'm going to let you uh I'm going to let you talk." And I said, "All right. Cool." Uh the coolest part was that there was one of the moms was there from from the team, her son plays. And she was She was one of the moms that was highly upset about 
the season possibly being canceled and the way they handled everything you know they just the school just didn't handle getting baseball started in the best way but she was there and she says are you going out there and I said well that's the plan she goes well that's what I'm here for she's like that needs to happen and I'm like well I'm here I'm ready and from what I'm told uh, they want me out there I don't know what that means but I'm just glad to be here to help and so before we go on the field uh, the coach pulls me aside and he says hey uh, I'm just going to shoot straight with you man I you know I haven't coached in 15 years I don't I'm not up on everything on coaching and baseball he's like uh, I know you have a wealth of knowledge a lot, a lot more knowledge of the game right now than I do and uh and I know a lot of these kids can relate to that. And I think this is what they need. He goes, so for what it's worth, I'm I'm going to let you run it. And I thought that that was just practice. And I said, practice? He says, yeah, but uh, I, w- I want to let you run it. I, uh, I have no problem being a manager and you being the coach and stepping in and, and really, you know, getting these guys ready for the season. And I was blown away. Uh, I I didn't expect that. Um, But I was, I'm extremely happy. I'm, uh, I was overcome with emotion earlier uh, tonight uh, when I was texting a few of my guys from my men's group. Because uh, when I didn't get the job, I, you know, I was, I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. I was, uh, I was pretty devastated. I, I don't like admitting that. And I think I said that in the last episode, but uh, it's something that I'm so passionate about, something that I wanted. And, we, and when it didn't happen, um, I was upset. And to hear uh, the coach basically give me the keys to the car, I was extremely happy. And I told him I didn't want to come out here and step on anybody's toes. And he said, no, man, uh, I'm going to follow your lead. Uh, You lead the way and tell me where you need me. And I said, all right, let's do it. So I went out there and I introduced myself. We we got the kids in. He talked for a bit and then he uh, let me talk. I kind of gave them a rundown about me and who I am. And then I talked about uh, my style of coaching. Uh, I talked to them about playing on varsity and how many young uh, freshmen and sophomores that we have on this team because there isn't a JV team. I talked to them about how the seniors and the juniors, the veterans, are going to be leaned on heavily, that they are going to be asked to step up. I talked about discipline, that 
we are going to need to be very disciplined because we don't have a lot of experience on this team. So we're going to have to be great at the little things if we're not going to be good at the larger things. And I explained to them about manufacturing runs. Um, a few, Quite a few of them didn't understand that. And I said, well, when you have a team that struggles to score, struggles to hit, you have to resort to manufacturing runs. And what that means is you got to do all the little things. That means, you know, lay a bunt down when we need to move a runner over. Steal bases. That means if there's a pass ball, be aggressive, take a base, take a second base if you need to. That means wear it. A lot of the kids were like, what does that mean? So that means if you're in the batter's box and that pitch is coming at you instead of jumping out of there and running away, as long as it's not at your head, wear it. That means let the ball hit you. If it's coming at you, don't get out of that box. That's what wear it means. These are the little things that we need to be able to do. If we're not hitting and we're struggling in that department, we've got to be great at the little things. And then... When we're on the base pads, got to be smart. We're going to be aggressive and we are going to take extra bases and we are going to force teams to make plays and we will manufacture runs. So where we lack, we will pick up the slack in the other departments. I said, but I need all of you guys to buy into this. I need all of you guys to understand that, yes, this is going to be a tough, tough team. We are going to struggle. But the way we don't struggle as bad as we should is the veterans need to be coaches on the field. You guys need to pick each other up. These young guys that are on this team that should be in JV, you need to make sure you're encouraging them. And if they make a mistake, you help them and coach them up. Because part of being on a team that struggles, you're part of the problem. If you as a veteran are not coaching up the kids that aren't as skilled or knowledgeable about the game as you are. And they understood that. And then we got into stretching, you know, running, and then we ran drills. I said, we got, I got to find out who, who can play what, who can field the ball, who's scared of the ball, who can catch the ball, who can throw the ball, who's baseball smart. I said, we'll do that. And then we'll do uh, we'll do a few route runnings. And I do I have this drill where we do routes. It's almost like being a wide receiver where you're lined up and you just run routes. And I throw the ball and it helps the outfielders to track the ball. So that's how we wrapped up practice at the end. I uh, when we were done, um, you know, we got into. We went into the dugout and earlier I had told the kids, I said, I'm really big on respect. I said, I noticed when the other coach was talking, a lot of you guys were having small conversations on the side, kind of talking, turning your back. I said, I don't tolerate that. I, I don't. I'm, I'm giving you guys a heads up that I'm that coach. Like, I don't tolerate that. And once I'm here and I and we really start to get comfortable I will shut practice down and you guys will just run. That's just the way I am. So I don't tolerate disrespect. So when the coaches are talking, nobody should be talking. Everybody should be listening. So at the end of practice, you know, we go into the dugout and 
the other coach is is talking and uh there's about three or four kids over to the left and they're talking kind of giggling as they're fixing their pants and having it i said hold on a minute coach i said hey i thought we discussed how we should be conducting ourselves when the coaches are talking they said oh my bad coach i go get in tight nobody should be way at the end of the bleacher of the of the uh, bench and way over here everybody needs to be in tight the coach is trying to relay information to you um and you need to respect that and listen and the coach the uh the coach that was there he looked at me like like he appreciated that and uh they listened and uh coach was able to give out the information that that he needed to uh, with regards to uniforms and whatnot. Uh, I then spoke and I said, very simply, I said, listen, guys, get in tight, stand up. And I looked every single one of them in the eye and I said, listen to me, have some pride. Do you understand me? And I shook their head. I said, listen to me again. Have some pride. You weren't supposed to have a baseball season this year. I said, and I can be very honest with you and tell you all the kids that I coach that play high school baseball at different high schools, they were laughing that this school, this big, was not going to have another baseball team. They, in fact, were texting my son. And you can ask him, saying, damn, you ain't even going to have a baseball team. What are you going to do, man? Everybody, the school showed you that baseball wasn't important. Have some pride. Make sure everybody here knows that there is a reason why we have a team and you're going to come out here and you're going to compete. When you're walking on campus, I know the seniors and juniors don't hang with the freshmen and sophomores. I know. I know the drill. And you don't have to. But what I'm saying is this. If you see one of your teammates, acknowledge him. Say, hey, what's up, bro? Dap him up. I'm not telling you guys to change your circle of friends and, and do all of that. But what I am telling you is acknowledge each other when you're on campus. Don't ignore each other. Because I'm a firm believer that you play better when you're playing with your friend. Instead of just some kid that's on the team. Do you understand? I said, yes. I said, I want you to be, I want to be very clear on that. When we get between these lines, it's game time. When we're at practice, we treat practice like a game. I said, when we play these other high schools, who here has other friends that play at different high schools? And they raised their hand. I said, okay, those aren't your friends. Not when we get between the lines. I don't care who they are. Once we step between those lines, it's game time. Those are no longer your friends. I said, you guys watch basketball? Yep. You guys familiar with Michael Jordan? Kobe Bryant? Yep. Those guys had killer instinct. They didn't care who you were and what our relationship was 
outside of the game. When we were on the court, we were not friends. We were not related. We were nothing. You were somebody I was trying to bury. Now listen close to me. Your goal when we play these other teams is to be aggressive and to send whoever it is you know back home moping. And when the game's over and we're out from between the lines, that's when your friends, you send a text message. And you say, man, we tore you guys up today, man. What was going on with you guys? You can do all that then, but we don't do it between the lines. Do you understand? Have some pride. And then we got a break. I want these kids to understand that whatever they need to give themselves that themselves that edge they got to dig and find it and if it's that the school didn't want the baseball team to happen then use it if it's that these other kids at other high schools were laughing because this school being as big as it is wasn't going to have a baseball season again then use it if it's that people are laughing because your varsity team is going to have a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, use it. Whatever you need to get you going, use it. I, uh, what happened after the practice is what got me, um, you know, I'm there's a lot of kids out there that uh don't have a lot of experience. And when we were done with our meeting, out of the corner of my eye I see one of the freshmen look at his friends and goes, Bro, this practice was so dope. This is this was awesome, man. This this practice was dope. This was a dope practice. And it made me feel good. Um, and so when I left that dugout, one of the younger guys who is not, doesn't have a whole lot of experience, he comes up to me and says, hey, coach, thank you so much for, for coming out here. I said, no problem, man. And his mom or his grandma, I'm not sure who it was, but she got off the bleachers and she came right, made a beeline to me. And she goes, hey, you. She goes, oh, I want to talk to you. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, hi, how are you? And she goes, I like you. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> I said, thank you. She goes, no, I really like you. I like what you're doing out here. I like the energy you're bringing. I like the talk that you're having with these kids. This is the first day and I already like you. I like what I see. The kids look excited. I go, they should be. Because uh, we're going to do our best to turn around over here. And she goes, thank you. 
I, I really appreciate it. And I said, no, thank you. I, I, I appreciate you. I start to leave, and uh, my boy that I played ball with, he, his son's on the team. He, uh, he says, fuck yeah, bro. Gives me a big handshake. He says, hell yeah, bro. He's like, I'm excited. He's like, it's going to be a tough season, but I'm fucking excited. And, uh, and his wife was like, yeah, I'm, now I can, I forget what she said. She was like, it was something like, now I can, I don't, she had an email locked and loaded, ready to go to the school if it didn't happen. But she's like, it was something like along the lines of now I can relax and watch my son, uh, play baseball, knowing that there's actually a, uh, it, that it's going to be a competitive team now. And uh, it was cool. And then kids kept coming up saying, thanks, coach. You know, and I told these kids, I said, uh, you know, I looked at the rules and it looks like we can train on Saturday. So if it's not raining, um, I do a lot of fitness training, weight training. I do a lot of um, uh, field work where we, uh, you know, where we run. We do all these things. Um but for any of you guys uh, that want to continue to work and get better, uh, you got me. You've got my time. I'm giving it to you. I am now yours. So for those who want to continue to work and get better, uh, I will I will have Saturdays open and we can work. And they were they were excited about that. Um, I cannot tell you. how amazing it felt to be on that field. This is a field that I that I grew up playing on. Uh, I remember playing Little League games there, and then I remember playing high school games there. And uh, he just kind of got to look around and be like, man, this is amazing. Uh, like I said, this chapter of my life is called Clarity. It's it's clear now. Um, it's clear that uh, everything that I've been doing has been preparing me for this moment. You know, um, I look back at everything. There was a reason why I started training my sons so young. There was a reason why I started training. And uh, I think, uh, I shouldn't say I think, I know. I know God was preparing me for this. I had no idea that all of this was going to lead me down a path of coaching my son's high school team and being there when he needed me 
and not just being there. Being there with a clear mind, with the past that I had behind me. A better relationship with uh, with my ex. Better health, better fitness, better spirit. Still being able to run around and 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 get active with all these kids. There is a reason why. For literally seven years, I have been training these boys to run, to 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 jog, to run stairs, to lift weights, and everything. And along the line, along you know, alongside them, I was doing the same. And I see it. I see that God was preparing me. He was preparing me to lead, preparing me to be in a position where I could give back. You see, a big thing that, you know, I I was told by a few people was, and I'll be honest with you, man, even from some of the coaches, a couple of the coaches, they were straight up with me. They said, I'll be honest, there's a few players that are that are very skilled that won't come out. Because of the coaching, they know that, you know, we don't have too much experience coaching and they just don't want to play. We know that we know that there are players that don't want to come out because we're here. Um, and that that hurts my heart to hear uh, a grown man say something like that, because um, I know how that must feel. But I told both of them that we're going to change that. And I said, and if you're willing to listen and help and and I and I show you what I do as a coach, we will all be on the same page and we will compete. And those kids will come back. They both told me, you know, it's tough for us. They're in their 60s, both of them. They're like, you know, we can't really run around. We don't do a lot of throwing anymore. Um, kind of let the kids do a lot of the drills that we can't do. And when I'm hearing this, more clarity as to why why I was called to do what I'm doing right now. Why I was prepared. I keep thinking, had I not done any of the work, had I just continued on my path of just not giving a damn about my life, not giving a damn about my physical fitness, not giving a damn about my health, and just being that lazy-ass, fat, dude that I was 
And some people may hear that and be like, why would you say that? Like, it's it's the truth. I, 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 I try to imagine how would this call have been different had I just been the guy I was seven years ago who was extremely out of shape, who didn't have discipline, who didn't care about any of it. How would it have been different? I would have been in the same boat. Why? Because I wouldn't have been able to run around with these kids. I would have been physically unable to throw the ball, to do batting practice, to hit uh, ground balls, to run with them, to stretch with them, to be active. And I would have fumbled this opportunity. When my kid needed me. And when the school that I love needed me. But I got clarity now. Because I know, I know why I was doing all of the things that I'm doing. I am so thankful for this opportunity. I don't take anything for granted. I don't know if that comes across on this podcast. I don't know if it does. But if it doesn't, it should. I don't take anything for granted in my life. You know, for somebody who's listening right now saying, bro, you're making a big deal. It's just a high school baseball coaching job. It's not just a high school coaching job. It's not. It it just not. There's so much more about this job. It's not the fact that I went here and played. It's more. My coach that coached us into the championships. He passed away some years ago. Had a heart attack. And uh, he took the same route I did. Or, excuse me, let me correct myself. I am taking the same route he did. And what I mean by that is he coached me in Little League. And then when I got to high school, he got the job to be the JV coach. And then he coached me through high school. And here I am. I coached at the same Little League that I played at and that he coached at. I coached there. And my son is going into his freshman year. And I'm now coaching at that school. The same exact path. So when I tell you that this season and this position and this opportunity is bigger than what it seems, it is. Because I wish I could... uh, I wish I could pick up the phone and call him and tell him about it. And I can't because he's no longer here. 
but I got clarity. Everything is clear now. You know, I get a text. I told my boy, I said, well, it seems like the kids like to practice. He sends me a message and he said, yeah, bro, fuck yeah. He says, uh, my son came home and he said, uh, he overheard the kids saying, this is the best practice we've ever been a part of. And he goes, I'm excited, bro. He said, now the kids, now that there's solid coaching, the kids can focus on themselves now and just start tightening up. I leaned heavily on the veterans on this on this first practice. And the cool thing was, they're already stepping up. One of the guys who was catching for me says, hey, I was trying to uh, coach these guys up playing second base. And I had just talked to him about being a leader because he's a senior. And uh, he looks at me, he's like, hey, coach, would you mind if, if I go over there and show him? Not at all. Handle that. So he runs over there. I hit him some ground balls, and he shows him, and he comes back. And I look at him, and I said, that's what I need from you all year. That's the kind of leadership I need from you all year. You're going to get to a point where you're not even going to have to ask me. I said, and these kids are going to need to understand, and I will explain that to them. I don't want to hear anybody saying to you, you're not a coach. I don't understand why you're coaching me up. I will explain to them that you are in a position to where you are given the right to coach these kids up and take a, take a, a position of being a leader. You have my blessing. What you just did, that's what I need from you all year. Clarity, man. The final thing I want to tell you is this. You know, I bring my, my son home and, uh, you know, he's studying for his test. And uh, my other son just gets back from jujitsu, Jaden. And when it's time for me to leave... We always hug and give a kiss. That's one of the lessons I teach my kids. I don't care if I'm running to the store. I don't care where we're going. We always, before we say goodbye or I'll see you in a minute, we hug and give a kiss say I love you. So Jordan gets up and uh, he gives me a hug. And I hug him real tight and I say, I love you, son. And he goes, I love you too, dad. And as I'm walking away, he turns around and he goes, Dad, so what? Thank you for coaching us. And that hit me in the heart, man. Clarity. 
I know why I am where I'm at. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I'm ready. And this is what the preparation has been for. And I'm ready. I've never been more ready. Never. I'm excited. I am ready to give every piece of knowledge I have to these kids. And I am ready. And I'm thankful. Clarity. That's all I got, guys. I love you. I hope you have a wonderful night. Uh, This has been episode 143 of the Perfect Mess Podcast. My website is raymolina.com. My Instagram for the podcast and TikTok is at the Perfect Mess Pod. My personal Instagram and TikTok is at It's Ray Molina. The YouTube is youtube.com slash the perfect mess pod. Please make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all the updates for any videos I put up. Uh, leave a comment in the comment section on the video. Uh, leave a rating, review, comment on Apple, Spotify if you're listening there. Uh, if you'd like to donate, I always tell you guys it's not a requirement and I don't even expect anything from you guys. I just appreciate you guys listening and sharing. Uh, you can donate if you'd like. I have a cash app. It's dollar sign. It's Ray Molina. And my Venmo is at it's Ray Molina. All right. Uh, aside from that, I am on clubhouse and we will discuss things. I will set up the first clubhouse meeting, uh, shortly and we will discuss the podcast. Um, one of the topics and just kind of get some input from all you guys. So check out clubhouse. I am on Snapchat again, search the perfect mess pod. I am on rumble, uh, Twitter. Um, I'm on everything, anything, social media, you will find me there. All right. That's all I got. Like I always tell you guys, my life isn't perfect. Oftentimes it is a mess, but for me, it is the perfect mess. Peace. Fake